0: Hi, I'm Oliver Berkwes, co founder of 40Fit, and welcome to the Brain, Brawn, and Business podcast. It's a four at four series, which is a new feature I'm doing on the podcast where I get an expert guest on to offer four tips and advice in their specialist area at 4 pm. Tips around business, fitness, mindset, and performance. The episodes will be aired exclusively live on my social pages and my Brain, Brawn, and Business Facebook group, with the podcast episode released a few days later. With the current coronavirus epidemic upon us and everyone having to isolate and work from home, now more than ever it's important to look after your physical and mental health and I want this podcast to support everyone to do that. Episode is coming up now and I hope you all enjoy it. Just before I start the episode, I just want to give you an introduction to my guest today and the four eras that he focused on. So James Sinclair Is an award-winning serial entrepreneur and multi-million pound brand creator. His knowledge and expertise in business and entrepreneurship is huge. And his four areas of focus um, for the episode was growing, not operating, war plans, not battle plans, entrepreneurship and management and multiple revenue streams. He also had a little bonus point just talking around having the end goal in mind. Now, I did this live for the first time on Facebook through Zoom, and it did affect the sound quality, so apologies for that. Um, Had the podcast recording, Facebook live, and obviously Zoom, and it's the first time I've done it in that way. So yes, I think the sound quality is not as good as the normal uh, standards anyway, but it's a great episode. You'll be able to hear it. Turn it up if you need to, and James offers loads and loads of value. Podcast community, uh, thanks for checking in. Uh, today I'm with James Sinclair, uh, he's a award-winning serial entrepreneur, multi-million pound brand creator, um, has multiple businesses, um, Party Man, Soft Life, Marsh Farm, so I'm super excited about having him as his first guest for this new feature podcast, we've got the Four at Four, and the idea is just to go into some four key expert advice and tips from my guest i think now the current time where we're all um this yes coronavirus which we can't control but we can control the strategies and what we do and our mindset and things to do moving forward so for james to be my first guest of a new feature within my podcast um couldn't have got a better guest on i'm super excited james thanks so much for coming on in your time bud thanks mate that's really kind of you and i'm i'm looking forward to um doing some good stuff yeah it's great. So, mate, look,
1: how are you? Anyway, talk to me. General, general. Oh, I'm oh, oh, good, mate. I mean, look, hey, look, we're in a, a situation that's unprecedented at the moment. That is the favourite word for everyone to be saying right now. Um, and um, we're in a situation that's, uh, that, that's throwing new challenges for businesses, and they're having to work quick smart. Um, all businesses have to work quick smart, but now they're working at lightning speed quick smart. We have put our business into hibernation, except for our day nursery business. To give you a little bit of the context to us right now, um, we, we own a chain of day nurseries, um, a chain of indoor leisure attractions, outdoor leisure attractions, make teddy bears, made over a million teddy bears, quite a lot of commercial property and residential property. Um, and, and, and practically 80% of the business is closed down, but we're opening our day nurseries for key workers, um, and we've seen uh, revenues Pretty much go from a million pounds a month down to about hundred and fifty thousand pounds a month now. Um, so you know, it's serious, but I'm super pumped um, for the next stage. I think there's going to be a ton of opportunities, and I am going to revel in all of them. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: great. And and how are you what are you how you finding work from home? How's it? You know, because when you you've got multiple businesses like you have, and I mean, I don't know how your daily your daily life looks. I'm just making sure we're live, mate, as well, I'm saying this. But how did you? How, how's it working for you? Because obviously you can't get across to all of your businesses, you know.
1: So, are you? How are you managing it? Well, well never in my life have I worked from home. I am um, much better being in my team and with my team. And so, for the first time ever, I've had to learn how to work from home. I set up a home office. This is, um, and this is um, um, one of our reception rooms. Makes me sound like alright. Knob cheese, that I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but we're in a room that a room that we never really used, and um, so I've set it up. Um, and thankfully, we've got the room to do that. And I've got TV screens in here. I've got my podcast uh, set up in here. I've got um, everything ready to go. I've got sofa in here, so I've created a man cave slash home office <laughs> and, um, from afar, from a virtual distance. I can still run my business, and I, at, at the moment. I'm still so busy doing this.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great. So, like, and then, and then are you, like, do you have like a, like, you know, even with, obviously, you know, all your businesses closed down. I mean, like I've had to close my gym down. You know, the current climate is everyone's at home and closing stuff down and businesses down. But what, what have you got anything you're doing daily at the moment? Like, well, you let's know, pull, do you, do you, let's move our mind shift to
1: we're not closing down. We're in hibernation. Hibernation, yeah, like, like that. So so everyone needs to have that in their mindset, Same words like we're closed down, we you know, our business has ended. No, no, you, you've gone into hibernation and you're having a good reflex. Um, uh, you know, you're relaxing, you're re-energizing and you're getting ready to go. And I think that can happen and I think people take this time to be planning, not panicking. I'm certainly not panicking. I'm actually quite enjoying it now I've got into it. Yeah, I'm frustrated. I'm not seeing my team. Yeah, like, but to a certain degree, I like being outside. And uh, that none of that's happening. But, you know, I'm writing a fourth book at the moment. I've wrote three books. I'm writing a fourth book. Wrote books a quick. Uh, it's called The Dream Team. And, you know, I, I finished working last night at midnight. Um, I've been getting up a bit late. So, what? Why not? Why not have a in? everyone <laughs> Everyone's been getting up a... You know, I, I'm just not... Later, I'm an off people. I don't like traffic, so I always left home at 9 o'clock. And now I'm sort of trundling in the office at 10 a.m. <laughs> Why not? And because I prefer working of an evening, so I like to create a lifestyle around me. And now I'm doing that. You know, I went for a walk with my fiance you know, and my little boy, and our two-cocker spaniels um, around the farm. And so, yeah, you know, I had a great time there. Then I've come back, I'm doing this with you. I spoke to my bank manager today. I'm, I want to be not the Empire Strikes Back. I want to be James Sinclair Strikes Back. <laughs> and, in, and in my hibernation, I want to say, yeah, I wrote a book. I wrote four business plans. I managed to get that deal over the line. I spoke to that many business owners. And I've, I've worked really hard. I've made loads of video content as well as a podcast. today. i have doing a podcast today, right now. I mean, I'm not messing around I'm, because this is a time to build personal brand. But on top of that, I've built a brand new business that's actually done revenue in the last week. School Entrepreneurs' University, an online training program, world-class in my opinion, where I'm teaching people module by module, wherever they are in the world, to learn how to build great businesses. And I thought, you know, I'm going to let people do it for free for the first two weeks to give them a chance to explode their business. But other people have said, no, we'll just pay you straight away because we've given that option. out of this and go, yeah, yeah, I'm ready for you, baby. <laughs> mate, listen, I, I love
0: I love your energy, you know what I mean? I love your energy. I love the um you know the, the vibe you've got going on and, and like where does this positivity come from and stuff? Is this just how you're wired? Is this just like right, you know, this is the, the shit you we're know, dealing with I've had my tough times in life and um, probably the tougher times than
1: most people you know I left home when I was 16 but, you know my mum had them uh, met And you know, I built a business from scratch at the age of sixteen from nothing. And you know, I think great entrepreneurs prefer the journey rather than the 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 end result. Although I think having an end result is what makes them successful. But when they get there, actually, they're like, oh, you know, I've I've sold my business. I've got millions of pounds, and um, and I'm not actually as happy as I was on. When yeah, you know, people are usually happier when they're you know in the thick of it and trying to work out and solve the problem. So people, what pe- makes people happy is progress, and as long as they're progressing, they'll always feel better. If people feel like they're not progressing, that's when they, you know, that, that's when they really start you know shit hitting the fan. As, as yeah, it were. yeah, no, I agree. It's,
0: I think it's, I think that's the thing. I mean, you know, I, you know the. the Time we're in at the moment is what it is, you know. I'm, I'm a firm believer, you sink or swim, you deal with a situation, you can't control the situation. You, you know you can control I talk about behaviours and outcomes, you control the behaviours that can lead to a different outcome. You can't control the situation you're in, but you can control what you do within the situation you can't control. Just focus on those things you can control and lead to that positive outcome. Like it is what it is, you yeah, know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I love I love what you've done and I think actually the reason you probably had as so much success if you had, James, is because you've been Um, because of the tough times and the challenges you've probably had. It makes you stronger and
1: better for it. Yeah, yeah. I I will never fail, and I will keep going. So it might take me longer than I first expected, but, you know, I know the business fundamentals. You know, I might be an energetic, overzealous person, but I, I, I have certain rules, certain things that I live by, um, and I know if I put enough effort, energy, and enthusiasm into those fundamentals, we'll always be all right. Um, and, and that's what I've always continued to do.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. With have um, and then we've, so like, look at this, so the reason this podcast I thought for at four is, you know, for me, it's, you know, being at home has led me to, you know, um, innovate with things that I've done. So, you know, gym's not open at the moment, but. I'm just innovating and adapting and doing things that i need to do so you know first last week it was service my online clients my current clients and now it's way to innovate and adapt and move forward to create this four at four so you know this four at four is a feature hopefully people are going to get value from it that maybe are struggling aren't maybe seeing a way out you know feel that this time is is hitting them hard so like from a practical perspective someone that's been there seen it done it worn the t-shirt the cap and the and the shoes James, what four things would you say people can do right now that can take them through, that can help their business get through this current climate and current time?
1: Okay, well, here's the four things that I want to talk about today. Um, And I'll go through, I'll give you the headlines and then we'll break them down one at a time. So, here's number one growing, not operating. Number two, E plus M M equals S. Number three is war plans, not battle plans. And number four is the misses. We're going to go through those stage by stage and I will break them down and get some real good teaching and learning. This is stuff that put in place, builds the foundations of a great company. These are the four things that, um, that I've always done. Now, there is a, a sixth one, but you only go before. but I need to start with that. So this is... This is um, Let's go five plus. at four, mate. Let's
0: go five at four. There's no written rule to this. Okay.
1: No, <laughs> My well, number one is successful people think with the end in mind um, that... That's where it all starts. Now, I always look to the business podcast, but let's just talk about human beings in general. I've worked, you know, I've employed over 10,000 people in my time. I've always got 450 people on payroll. Um, and I want to talk about what makes certain people successful and that the absolute constant. Is the person that thinks with the end in mind. So the person that goes to university and says, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a vet, I want to be a, a lawyer. They're going through the education system, understanding why they want to go through it, so they have an end in mind. The sad fact, and sad reality is most people go to university not knowing why they want to go there. They go there to kill a bit of time whilst they're working out what they want to do in their life. You're a PT and you do exercise. Someone that comes to you and says, I want to have this end result. Brilliant. We now plot the journey to get to that end result, and you can say it with complete clarity. And that's why I always say successful people for education that say why they want to go for education, they're the ones that are successful. For me, you know, when I started my business, I wanted to build Party Man into a national brand and build a brand that families love. Um, And I am with absolute clarity. Going to do that, and you know we've built up a business now that does twelve million pounds in revenue every single year. We make about a million quid's worth of profit. We always reinvest that back in, and we grow every single year. But I have that end in mind: is to build Party Man into a national brand and build a brand that families love. Uh, you know, it might take me more years to get there than we ever wanted to get there. God knows, it took Walt Disney a lifetime. You know, it took Steve Jobs you know, three tries to get back at half or to get it where he wanted it to get it to go. You know, so but once you know what you want to build, my God, uh, the journey pathway open up to you. So that's point number one. If Most people, though, just don't know that. Here's the big thing, Oliver, they just do not know that. So if they don't know that, they will be doing what I call war plans and battle plans. Um, so basically, coming up with an end in mind, is your war plan. Most human beings are fighting battles. They're fighting battle after battle and they don't know why they are fighting those battles. They're doing what I call World War I business rather than World War Two business. Well, what is World War I business? In World War I business is we're taking a mile of land, we're losing a mile of land. We're taking a mile of land, we're losing a mile of land and we're losing people's lives every single day. We're stressed out, we don't know why we're doing it, there's no vision. And that's why World War One was the big tragedy world war ii we had a vision we had an end in mind we had a bloke with a funny mustache in germany that's taken over the place and we don't like it and our vision is to liberate the rest of the world and liberate uh the europe and we need to get rid of the bloke with a funny mustache so we've got a war plan then we know there's battles ahead but we know why we're fighting those battles. So we are sending in the Navy, right, that hasn't worked. We are sending in the Army, that hasn't worked. The RAF, we sending it in. Right, we need intelligence, we need a secret service, we need to get data, we need to break the Enigma code. So we're fighting all these battles, but we know why we're fighting the battles. Most people fight the same battles on repeat and they don't know why they're doing it. Successful people have a vision, a war plan in place, first of all, then they find out what battles they need to do. Therefore, putting more energy, enthusiasm and energy to it, to win those battles because they have a war plan, so that that sort of comes into one and two, not three. Can it's... I ask
0: one thing, James? Just on yeah, that, okay. it, it, it's interesting. You know, that you talk about you know having your end goal in mind, your World War Two battle plan. But do you think people also need to be patient and, and, and realize it takes a long time to grow a successful business and? I mean, because do you think people now? You know, everything's quite instant, isn't it? In instant
1: whether on the internet and social media—how things are done. Do you think people well, are too? So, hard so, what to do do. Do. so what I do is I write it down. I mean, it be—it will shock you. What most businesses only write stuff down to obtain funding or to when they are on a reaction because someone said, well, you need to tell me what the plan is. Every time I write, do a business or do anything, you know, and I've done one last night, I write a 3,000-page word document just internally for my team that lays out my vision and what our war plan is and what the end looks like, so what's the revenue like. I mean, I have a sheet that I do for all of our businesses. Number one, what's the finish date? When's the business going to be? Number two, what's the profitability of the business when it's finished and what it looks like in a year's time? Number three, what's the revenue to that's needed to make that profitability happen what does the team look like in 12 months time and in 10 years time when the business is finished most businesses can be finished in 10 years um, uh, 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 and you can succinctly say what that looks like then what's the culture like in a year's time and in 10 years time because if the culture's good the sales come easily and then lastly you what do you need to do to have all those things what do you need to become what do you need to do to have those things Um, And anyone that comes into any of my seminars or my programs, you know, this is the first thing we work on and we have, we've got to have one of these finish date sheets, I call it a finish date. What does the business look like when it's finished? And, you know, most people say, well, the business will finished when I retire. No, no, you know, venture capitalists will put their money in and the business will be finished in five years and 10 years and then they're out. And so I call this methodology running the four companies. When you're running a business, you're running four companies in succession. You're running, company one is the company you are today. Company two is the company you really want to be. Company three is a media and marketing company that funnels in leads into companies one and two, and company four is a property investment company. And the profits from companies one and two, at least 50% get funneled in to that property investment company because businesses are going for a procession. Going for a process of innovation on a constant basis. If a business doesn't innovate, it's going to evaporate. It is my constant process that goes from my bed and my head. If we don't innovate, we're going to evaporate. You know, this is this is what happens in business. And if you don't innovate, the market is innovating and eventually they will out innovate you. And you need to innovate even when you're at the top of your game. The reason we Build that property investment company, that's your insurance company. Should your business get tired, something happens to you, you can re-leverage that property or stocks and shares in blue chip companies to reinvest back into your companies one and two. Now so we look at a company like Thomas Cook for example, they had company one and two, but they didn't have companies three and four. They were no good at marketing, they were no good at doing any of that stuff, they were doing an old-fashioned approach. Company four, they had no what I call slow pound investments, so property nothing they owned, so they couldn't re-leverage to put back into their operating companies to go again. When Marks & Spencer's and Tesco's and Sainsbury's over the last 20 years have had this wobble about where they are and they haven't innovated enough, they've had so much asset, so much property around them, they could re-borrow off of that property to re-innovate their business. Sainsbury's did that by buying Argos to give them same-day deliveries and they've gone into selling tech and homeware, Tesco's have, you know, gone into selling clothes and selling stuff online now, and so it goes on. Um, so, so that's really important. The, the, the patience thing is important, but I believe you can have whatever you want within 10 years at speed. That's what I think um, doing it fast is in building a, a great business. But if you haven't got it documented down on paper and you can't say with clarity what your end in mind is, you definitely,
0: they come through i'll see if there's any um any questions coming through the group who's checking in but i'm, I'm more focused on on you going mate so go on to the next one bud that's, that's great i mean i will just say i love the i love the four um you know the four businesses that have you know your current business where you want to get to your media you, meet us, you, meet us, you meet us, and then and then copy it forward. the four
1: companies four companies You're love planning. that you know they're not actually four companies it's more of a mindset thing it, you know just to be clear if anyone i'm sure most people got that but yeah, you're not going actually setting up a marketing company <laughs> you're not actually going you know it's just a mindset thing they're the four companies you should. Thanks, thanks for clearing it up just yeah, in yeah. case people <laughs> thought
0: <laughs> they're on they're <laughs> they're to buy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah so this is uh, that's a great great analogy and i think um you know you you sharing that. There's a there's there's loads of value in that me. So yeah, go on to the next one, buddy. Thanks for that sharing that so far.
1: Okay, next one um, is what this is really my my strongest belief. For people that are very entrepreneurial, um, and this is E plus M equals that this is my formula for success in business, and it's entrepreneurship plus management equals success. We need to Wake up and smell the coffee when it comes to how we manage people. And the clue is in that word, manage. Basically, businesses need leadership and management. Leadership and management. And in this situation, the E is the leader. The entrepreneur is the leader. The leader sets the vision and says, this is where we're going to go. And the management say, this is how we're going to get there. So I'm a big fan of analogies. and I use them a lot in my seminars. Think of a school, the head teacher is the leader, the customers are the students, the success of the, 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 the students are because of the teachers. In this analogy, the teachers are the management. So if you remove all the management from the school, the teachers, and it was just one head teacher, the kids will not get that micromanagement learning. So you need to have both. And what most people do is they try and be the entrepreneur, the leader, and the manager. Someone needs to be on the business, and someone needs to be in the business. Someone needs to be going doing the impossible, and someone needs to be doing the possible. At the age of 17, I employed a secretary, so that I didn't have to do any administration. I didn't have to do any filing or any boring stuff. I focused on growing the business, not operating the business. And that's the difference. So the E is growing the business, and the M is operating the business. It is the most important investment an entrepreneur a business owner can make is to find someone to be their left-hand lady or their right-hand man to manage the business. And in my book, The Millionaire Clown, I talk about this called The Entrepreneur's Pyramid. There's three levels of entrepreneurship. Solopreneur, entrepreneur, investorpreneur. of business owners are solopreneurs. What they do, in effect, is build profitable jobs. Entrepreneurs build profitable businesses. Investorpreneurs build profitable investments. And as you rise through the pyramid, you need to understand that basically, that middle part, why I call the ox entrepreneur, the ox business owner, they're working massive hours, they're swapping time for money sometimes, um, they're taking on all opportunities that come their way, whereas an investorpreneur is looking for profitable opportunities, rather than just any old opportunity, and they have a list of rules of why they should go and do something. They say no more than they say yes, but when they do say yes, they dive into it with full amounts of effort, and it, it's because of that scenario. That great entrepreneurs, and I call them investorpreneurs, the ones that have a set of rules and why they do things, like one of mine is fold into existing empire. Everything I do must fold into existing empire. If it doesn't fold into my existing empire, I don't do it. So my day nurseries, I've got day nurseries based on all my leisure attractions. I make teddy bears, but hey, guess what? My business is the biggest buyer of those teddy bears and it's a family brand. So we, we only run family brands. The only thing that's slightly outside of it is the James Sinclair brand, this stuff. I'm very passionate about this stuff. I love doing this stuff. And also it attracts the best people to come work for me. And um, and it also allows me to be on stage. And it's my release. I love doing it. So uh, you you need to understand the different stages and, and, and making sure that you employ people. And most people put off employing people. If you don't employ anyone and you never build a team, you are building a profitable job. If you build just a skeleton team, you're building a profitable business, and the real aim of the game is to build a profitable investment. And when you look at people like Mark Zuckerberg, that offered three billion dollars to buy Snapchat when it was making no money, zero revenue, he was looking to buy into that management team. When he bought WhatsApp, he bought the management team before it took any revenue, and this is. This is what people want. They want to buy into a team. They want to buy an investment. And an investment means that they don't have to run the thing. So the idea is you need to be building a, a profitable enterprise that works without you in it. You want to be growing the business, not operating the business. So that's E plus M equals F. That's great. And what about, though, if you get you know, the management team, and then are,
0: are you quick to fire? And you know, if you've got the wrong people in, they come in? Are you, oh, yeah, yeah. You hire slow, fire fast.
1: Is that Absolutely. It? Is that it, yeah? Yeah, and if you can't change the people, you change the people. Usually, though, the reason people have got the, this is this new book, The Dream Team, is usually you haven't trained them. And you should be training your people at least 20 minutes a day. People need to be going on what I call CPD, Continual Professional Development. You know, you have to train your people. Now, this might not be, this is not just shadowing them. You know, just say, Oh, shed her me. No, that's most people. you you this let me paint a picture for you what happens in most companies, you know. You go and work in a shop, oh Mrs. Sue, she's been here for twenty years, she's a mood hoover, she's got loads of toxic behaviour. You're gonna shadow her for two weeks and she'll tell you all the cheeky ways of how to get out of work and this <laughs> is the way I do things around here and this is the way you gotta do things around here. And that then creates a toxic behavior. Yeah. So shadowing is not where it starts. You know, when you look at great companies like Disney, they send you on a two-week course called Disney University. Prep do that as well, so they really install culture. The reason when people come work for us, they get my books, and they can see me on YouTube, so they really know the culture of our business. Um, uh, and so the training process goes on and on. We, we're building online training programs. You've got to be training your people every day, reinforcing those cultural rules that you've got around the business and most people are just not training their team good enough I always say, that if you want to motivate people, you've got to educate people. Motivation and education is where you get. It's not about paying people more money. I mean, how many stories have you heard of people that work up in London, they earn £250,000 a year, but they bloody hate the thing, and then they leave and they burn out, and then they go and work for someone for a lot less money, but they fit in a cultural fit. You know, money is like a short endorphin. I was like, oh, yeah, I've got a pay rise. We only talk about the pay rise for one week. Then in six months' time, they can still be unhappy with the place where they work. Yeah, this is this is this is what happens time and time again and again. So you need to make sure that you're constantly educating your people. If you're not educating your people, you won't be motivating your people. So constant education. Look, you, you, when when it comes to bad behaviour in a business, bad cultural people that are not right for the business, make sure that you culturally train them well. And then there are some people that go. You know, most people need micromanaging. Let's be absolutely honest. And this is you know business owners need to get this into their head you know go back to my school analogy you get a group of six-year-olds 36 year olds in a room and you leave them to their own devices for eight hours carnage will come carnage will come they'll fight with each other they'll pull chandeliers and lights off the city they'll write on the walls you know you can't just do a leadership statement and say kids we're gonna have great fun today You've got to do micromanagement. Right, first of all, we're going to get the Lego out. Then we're going to put the Lego away. Then we're going to get the train set out. Then we're going to put the train set away. Now we're going to learn our colours. We're going to sing songs. You know, there's a management process to it. You can't just leave people to their
0: own device. But, you're, but the management, the micromanaging yourself, the leader, you're not micromanaging them. You're you're giving them you're giving them. The, the, yeah, you know, there's a vision, and then they're following that that structure. Well, your management team will micromanage. Yeah, the that's teacher's it. micromanage the kids. So you've got yeah, to be... But like you stop. said earlier, though, James, you're not micromanaging. That's the thing. You're, you're no, because I can't do it.
1: But I believe, you know, you walk into a company like Disney, Apple, McDonald's, Starbucks, Costa, they're micromanaged. You know, then people go, well, you know, I'm a pilot. I don't need to be micromanaged. Oh, come on. Come on, he's about 15 years' worth of micromanaging training. You don't want him flicking the wrong switch, do you? You want to know that he's training to be micromanaging. People say, well, I'm a a lawyer, a solicitor. Yeah, you've had like 10 years shadowing and practicing with a really super experienced solicitor. That's why you don't need micromanaging, the old mackerel. You know, someone's going to cut you open and do heart surgery. You want to know that he freaking knows what he's doing, that quack, before he opens you up. And he would have had micromanaging training to the nth degree to be able to do that. That's the only reason you can be left to self-manage because you've had so much training to get you there. Yeah, yeah. So that's where you like over—you're
0: over-indexing. You know, you've got your vision. You're over-indexing on your vision, your management team, the level below you, so that then they go and obviously
1: then you know manage the students, as it were, in terms of the uh, energy. Yeah, you, like, you, you've got to look at great organisations, you know, like the army, real micro like, you know, there's generals, there's captains, there's sergeants, there's got you know, whatever there is, there's the layers of management. That's what great organisations have, like religions. You know, there's a lot to learn from Jesus. it has got a great logo, branches all around the world, management structure. You know, we, we need to a CEO in, we'll call him the Pope. We need area managers, we'll call them cardinals. We need their micro area managers, we'll call them bishops. Like we need site managers, we'll call them priests. You know, it, it, all these organisations, army, religion, police you know they, they, they have this in place so, i mean we all love our nhs and we thankfully we've got them through this coronavirus thing but loads of people dispute the way the nhs is run because no one really knows the management structure yeah and that's why it comes under fire no one ever says that about the army ever they never say oh god the way the army's run terribly managed yeah. people will go no they're, they're flipping fantastic the way they're running true true
0: True. So, mate, we're up to, we're up to, how many, what, what, how many you
1: got out on there? Well, I, 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 I think we've gone through quite a bit, but I have got one more that I just wrote down. And this is very relevant for where we are in this situation. And I call this the misses. And it's multiple revenue streams. Um, I, you know, the reason I haven't lost 100% of my income right now, and I've only lost 80% of it, and 20% of you know, a million pounds a month is still quite a chunk to come in. It's because I've been acutely aware that you must have multiple revenue streams. Now, lots of people have heard this and successful people say this. But The trick is to make sure you have multiple revenue streams that fold in to your existing empire. This is the trick. It's not to own a fish and chip shop and a car garage. You know, it's making sure if you own a fish and chip shop, maybe you own a catering company that, Staff, one key customer, one site, you know I think about like, we had a fire at one of our sites two 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 and a half years ago, we weathered the storm because we had another ten sites. And if that happened with our one site, probably we wouldn't have survived because the insurance never pays out on what everyone believes does happen on a fire and let me tell you now it doesn't. So that's why I always say you must have multiple revenue streams that fold into existing empire. Start planning what that looks like because you might not be able to do that now. Remember that number one is the worst number in business, um, and yeah, you'll be able to weather storms. And those storms will come again. You know, history proves that, um, and that's why I um, that's why I really believe in that.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant, mate. Really great. And I think they you, know, you shared some brilliant stuff there, buddy. Thank you so much for. Uh... Have I been one of your favourite guests? <laughs> I'll, I'll let you i'll let you know when i release it when the podcast leaves monday mate how many how many downloads we get but no you've been great mate and do you know what i um, you know it's funny it's like although this is a, a a feature within my podcast within my podcast i started last august um i just felt that it was quite a a nice thing to do rather than, you know we're online and uh, you know I normally do them at the gym or whatever and the way it's been done and it's yeah a bit of fun it's great but to have you on as a first guest I think um brilliant value I think it was great so really appreciate your time coming on mate
1: and um well and if any of your guests want to um check out our entrepreneurs university if you think this has been good because everyone's stuck at home we've opened it up for free for two weeks um you, we need... well, what, yeah James what I'll do if you share me the links share yeah yeah me the links,
0: mate, what I'll do is I will put them in the um I'll put them in my
1: show notes and yeah, yeah, we've got. They're all on JamesSinclair.net, dot net, my website. You just okay. it. it's on the homepage, but um, yeah, our podcasts and our videos that that were out there. We've you know we bring out a podcast day at the moment and a, a video on on my YouTube channel pretty much every day as well. So there's loads of good stuff. But mate, that's just so innovative. You know, like you said, you know, it's something
0: that I think it's amazing that anyone. I mean, you've left some real golden nuggets. You know, some great take homes, but. I think one of the big things is, you know, you wrote a book within a week,
1: and. Oh, well, I haven't. I haven't wrote a book within a week, but I've made a big dent into it. Okay. I've done the, and you've also oh, launched this, but you've launched a university. This yeah, university. So yeah.
0: within a week, mate, you've just well, innovated and cracked on. And I think this is what I've been banging home about on my socials, to my clients, to my networks, on the various things, my communities. Is like shit happens. You've got to move forward, deal with it. How can you adapt? How can you innovate? How can you overcome it? What can you do to grow and move forward? And
1: you just hit the nail on the head, mate, and I think... Well, let me tell you now as well, when this is all over, there's going to be so many business owners that give up. and There will be opportunities for people that will be able to do deals like they've never done before. That will be on rentals. For you know, if you want to open new gyms, there will be deals. Um, you know, lakeside into the home lakeside, they're on the, the cusp of going bust. Um, uh, uh, you yeah. know, There is going to be so many deals, cheaper properties, especially in the commercial space. I don't think residential property is going to be affected as much as everyone keeps on saying because everyone's still getting paid and servicing their mortgages and Brits usually hold on to property if it goes down in value and they just won't sell it unless they get forced to. Even in 2008, 2009, um, when it all went wrong, you know, property prices didn't. Dump that much like they did in Spain and America, for example, because Brits behave in a different way, and they, unless they're forced to sell, they will not sell. But when it comes to commercial business opportunities, those that serve the masses and do the opposite will see some great opportunities out there. There'll be little chains of businesses as well. You know, they might find a chain of gyms that just go, no, we ain't running this anymore. Ta-da, and you'll be able to take it over. But in every space, I mean... I've been speaking to people that are, you know, in the farm, leisure attraction business, they're just going to give up bowling centers, um, recruitment companies that have got databases, that have got some history, that have got a business owner that's lost his effort, energy, and enthusiasm. And when that goes, no amount of money can solve the problem. And there will be people that are just going, to say, you know what, there's no point in reopening, I'm just going to cover losses and retire early. And yes. I think that's going to happen in a big way. Yeah, and this is the thing, you know, like, you know, I,
0: we're quite, we're quite similar in terms of, like, our sort of enthusiasm and passion for things. I mean, I, I, I took people to joke cause they, like, you know, this enthusiasm and this energy and this passion for stuff. But I'm a firm believer when, and it's not just about money. Like, everything you said here, you know, you've created a vision which is what you want. Yeah, look, money's been the byproduct of you creating the businesses, but you've had this ambition to grow them. Money's the byproduct of that. You've got a real passion vision to grow more and grow businesses. But it, monetary comes up, monetary seems after. you got, you know, like, so this hunger, this passion will always be there. And you, this happiness of doing the things you want to do outweighs but, if people just chasing it for the money. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, that's, this is the thing, you know, if
1: you just chase it for money, then you will feel unfulfilled. You know, there's, you know, you, you, know, you look at a teacher that loves their job. And no one goes into teaching for money. You know, they do it because they're passionate about it. You know, this sort of stuff, you know, I've got a big business around me, but I absolutely love doing this stuff, you know, like, jamming with you for 44 minutes and 38 seconds, it says on so You know, I love doing it. I love doing seminars, speaking on stage, and, you know, I get paid for it, and people have paid me thousands of pounds to speak on stages, but the, the time that I get paid for that would be much better spent in my trading business, but I'm passionate about it. And because... You know, I think with the end in mind, I know what the end result should be. I get passion and resilience. Resilience comes to help me. So when something's not going well in my business and you know, there are always going to be problems in your business. If you know what you're trying to build, you have resilience. It's like when people have got their kids, you know, I always sort of give this analogy. People that have never thought with an end in mind. Let me give you an example to this. You're a mum and a dad and you've got an eight-year-old child, and it's a little girl, and the doctor says to you, I'm sorry, your, your child's got cancer. The only way we can solve this is you've got to get quarter of a million quid for this life-changing treatment in America. And we've all been witness to people. Within a couple of weeks, they raise the quarter of the million quid. They go on Facebook, and people that never known them before start donating, and they raise the money quick, smart. It's amazing. Because they, ha- they have an end in mind, they have a passion for this thing, and then they get untold amounts of resilience, and they've never had it before. They have an end in mind, they have a passion for the thing that they're doing, and they get the resilience. When you have an end in mind and you have passion, resilience comes quickly behind it. And then you don't give up, you know? because no. Like, bad times happen, things,
0: straight, whatever, ups and downs, it's like, you know, that is business, that's life. It's how you overcome the failures, the challenges, yeah, that is what makes or breaks you. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. I know that you know. It's this four at four. Launching this today, first first feature podcast, and you know, I'm going to roll them now and um, to to do them. But like, to have you on as a guest with, I know my networks, my community, and then what what how people are at the moment. Like, you you smashed it. It's been great, mate. Honestly, and and well, thanks, mate. I really perfect, appreciate. Perfect guest for your energy and, and enthusiasm and the
1: positivities, which. Well, Oliver, let me ask you a question. Are you going to come try my Entrepreneurs University for free? Yeah, hundred percent. Get in module one. Get in module two. I reckon that can really help you. What, what, what are you out of on your business right now? Where, where are you? Well, it, you
0: know, from my from my perspective, is like I've got um, I've got some really good pre-COVID,
1: by the way. What's that? <laughs> Pre-COVID nineteen. Yeah. For <Before>, coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, it's like um.
0: Yeah, the gym, I opened a gym in August 18, and uh, so that's been growing lovely. It's funny, I, had, uh, I was record numbers, so we were at uh, record numbers three weeks ago for the next nine-week course, and then <laughs> gym's temporarily closed. No, but um, so I... Have um, Do, you have members? Do you have members? Yeah, yeah. So we, oh, we, that's like a normal gym. But yeah, we, well, no, it's personal training, so small groups, yeah. small group small group concepts, and... Um, Yes, yeah, so we, the way it's done, so it's personal training service with an online element to it, habit coaching and that with it. So it's a real premium service personal training program, which we offer. Um, what uh, have you... Uh, can you just go in there and train when you want, if you're a member, like you want to do an extra hour? No. No, not the most So what I've done is, um, obviously, that's what's been... You want me? What's stopping you from doing that? Um... Just, I could have filled it just because I, I want to be really proud and happy and love what I, I want to do. And this is this is a vision I had for it. And yeah, I've got vision, her. I've got vision for other gyms. And um, probably have another. I'll have another conversation with you off there. Um, funny enough, but one of the things for me is like you go back to. I love it. I love what I do. I love the challenge, the, the growth, and the journey. And I love the. I love the process rather than the end, end goal. I really, I love the process. But anyway, obviously, but from my perspective, it, it's how I want it to be. Like I didn't want 250 members smashing things and, and, and not results. It just, it, it just not what I wanted, you know, paying 40 pound a month to just use it. I don't get the enjoyment out of that. What I've created yeah. the vision and seeing it play
1: out now is how I, the, the, the situation though is, um, and I, I get that. Um, do, do, do you struggle finding clients for your Peter, or do you find that
0: easy, peasy? No, no. Obviously, you know, new members is yeah, the retention is really good at the gym, and obviously, you know, new members is the um, yeah is always
1: it, the, the, the it's, bit that you need to concentrate on. Yeah, definitely. Like, so, we've, we've so, so let me let's just finish on this one thing, and I'll, I'll just paint the picture for you. And this comes from this book, getting customers. When you look at and oh, this is not going to be talking about your gym, by the way, but I, I'm a big fan of the Disney model and the Google model. What Disney and Google have, which makes them so super successful, is they have products for what I call most customers. These are not your ideal customers. What you've just painted a picture there, and, and, I'm, and I've worked with business owners in many ways, is most customers are annoying. They take a lot of effort and energy, and they don't make you a lot of money. So when you look at Google, Google put tons of billions of pounds into servers, resources, to build the Google search platform. That is their most customers, and they use it for free. They're going on there and they're searching. What that allows them to do though, is to get ideal customers. And their ideal customers are the people that will pay for advertising, PPC on Google. But they only get the ideal customers because they have most customers. Disney spent billions of pounds making films, that's their most customers, and they may let people watch it for near enough free, at six quid a month, I don't know, they'll make money of mm. that, but most, well, you can watch them for free on TV when they come out. But that allows them to get ideal customers. From watching those films, then kids go and buy their toys, or they go on their Disney cruise line, or pay 20 grand to go on a Disney holiday. They get those ideal customers because they're most customers. And every business that I come across that's super successful has a, a method of getting most customers to sort of try before they really buy. That's the real key here. Try before they really buy, before they become their ideal customers. And I, I don't expect to responses, to and I'd like you to think about it, and any of your listeners to think about it. It has worked for me every time. So on my leisure businesses, people come in between 8 and £15 for a day out. The aim is to get them to become a member so they become £500 a year spent with us or into our day nursery at £15,000 per year. Our day nurseries fill up in three months, whereas most day nurseries take two years to fill up because we have most customers. And that allows us to pitch for ideal customers. Now, you can do this by doing loads of online content as long as you get the eyeballs and the views. But I would also suggest you need to do online content, content marketing, and have something where people can try before they really buy. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that. And leave it on that cliffhanger. And hopefully we've done some good stuff and we've helped some people today. Yeah, great. James, people are obviously leaving the show notes. How can people connect with you, mate? JamesSinclair.net is the website. That's like the, the mother ship. But you know, usually, you know, Instagram underscore James Sinclair, YouTube. Like we've got 450 videos on company to business. My podcast is on all the platforms. It's James Sinclair's Business Broadcast, and it's usually just me talking to myself. We talk about a particular <coughs> subjects on each each um, session. Um, sometimes I bring guests on, but only if they're killer guests, you know, that have done some big business stuff, um, so we can learn some stuff. Yeah, and and. Um, you can get my books on Amazon or you can get them at Um And Entrepreneurs University, that's the one game, that's the gateway drug into learning all my stuff. If you thought this was good, wait till you get on that. Um,
0: listen, mate, just from my perspective, James, thank you so much for your time today, mate. Thanks for your words of wisdom. I know the uh, listeners will get loads of value, buddy. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time. Bonjour.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you know someone that would get value from it, then please share the podcast with them. And if you enjoyed the episode, then if you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast platform you use, be hugely grateful. And we're really passionate about reaching and helping as many people as possible. I've also got two free support groups for anyone that's looking to get more, more help, more support, more knowledge just around fitness and business and mindset. One's on Facebook, one's on WhatsApp. The WhatsApp group is specifically if you run a business or in business or aspiring to start a business. Um, They both run in the same way in terms of advice and support, um, podcast clips, interviews, lives. um, Loads of different features we're going to cover. The only different, the WhatsApp group, it will be more interactive with the instant messaging process. So there'll be uh, other business owners just sharing, talking, advising, and helping each other on that. If you just want to connect or reach out to me or discuss anything I've covered on this podcast or previous episodes, then you can connect with me on socials, Oliver Burkez, My main one is LinkedIn. I'd love to connect and have a conversation with you. If you want to email me, you can email me on oliver at 4dfit.co.uk, and that's the number four. Once again, thank you for listening and I look forward to checking in with you at the next episode.